You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is the Self Care Club podcast. The advice for self care today is endless and can feel like yet another overwhelming job for women. The Self Care Club is part social experiment, part reality show. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being, or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to the Self-Care Club. Hey, Nicole. Hi, Lauren. Do you know that gratitude can change your attitude? Actually, I did know this. It's very easy to feel grateful when life is good and going well, but what about when life goes badly? In the midst of a global health crisis, can people, or even should people, feel grateful under such difficult circumstances? Well, you'll be pleased to know that at the Self Care Club, we have spent the week testing gratitude out. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun. And this is the Self Care Club podcast. So our big question this week, Nicole, is... How can gratitude help us through hard times? If a person could do only one thing to increase their health and happiness, then expressing gratitude might actually be it. Gratitude doesn't come easy for most of us, regardless of whether or not we are dealing with a global pandemic. We Let's be realistic. We don't wake up every morning feeling like a million dollars or endlessly grateful for the good things in life. We are built for survival and not happiness. And therefore, gratitude takes considerable effort. Gratitude doesn't take up any extra time or cost any money. And research shows the benefits are enormous. Do you know, Nicole, there are allegedly five scientific reasons why we should all be practicing an attitude of gratitude? Oh, go on. What are they? Well, the first one is that gratitude improves our physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and they feel healthier than other people. They're also more likely to take care of their health, exercise more and more likely to attend regular checkups with their doctors. Oh my God. I mean, that is quite amazing. It is, isn't it? Just by being grateful, it's going to take you to the doctor and look after yourself better. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's fascinating. Go on, what else? Gratitude improves your psychological health. It reduces negative emotions like jealousy, resentment, frustration, and it increases your happiness and it reduces depression. Well, I guess it's because we're allowing ourselves to step into something more positive, more resonant, like just a bit healthier, isn't it? Yeah. It's a healthier feeling. Gratitude also reduces aggression and enhances empathy. So you're much less likely to retaliate against other people and you're going to have more empathy and sensitivity towards others. Mm, But only if you're practicing gratitude in that moment. Do you think? Maybe. I'm not sure. Because I just would imagine that it's harder to think of what you're grateful for when someone, say, has cut you up in traffic or pushed in front of you in a queue. When you're, you know, you've got to be quite conscious to be able to say, okay, I'm not going to be aggravated. I'm going to practice gratitude. But I would imagine it does take you out of it. I think maybe if you're in a grateful mindset generally, Mm. you just feel less aggressive and more empathic. Grateful people also sleep better, Lauren. Did you know that? 
Writing in a gratitude journal helps you sleep better and for longer, apparently. How is your sleeping during COVID-19? My sleeping's good. My sleeping's generally quite good. What about yours? Yeah, I sleep like the dead. I mean, I really, yeah. <laughs> I really, really do sleep really well. So that's not a problem. Go on. That, well, that was four. What's yeah. the fifth one? The fifth one is that gratitude increases your mental strength and your resilience. So gratitude not only reduces stress, but it might also play a huge role in overcoming trauma. There was a study done in 2006 uh, that found that the war veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of PTSD. And gratitude was also a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attacks on September 11th. Recognizing all you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times of your life, enables resilience. Wow. I mean, wow. That is like, it's life-changing stuff, basically. It really is. It certainly is easier to be grateful when you are on a winning team or things are moving in your favor. However, the true test of resilience and gratefulness is when life does not go your way. Experiencing loss, frustration, trauma, especially if we feel blindsided, certainly can make it difficult not to indulge in negative thoughts and feelings. And that is what we're all going through right now. After all, we might wonder when things go wrong, what really do we have to be grateful about? But no matter what happens to us, if we dig deep, we can often find that there is plenty to be thankful for in our lives. So in conclusion, not only will a grateful attitude help, it is essential. In fact, it's precisely under crisis conditions like now when we have the most to gain by a grateful perspective on life. Gratitude has the power to energize, to heal and bring hope. In other words, gratitude can help us cope with hard times. Hence why we've done this show. Yeah. So with all this in mind, how could we resist at the self-care club taking a week to be grateful? Tell me what we are going to do this week, Nicole, what our plan is. So we, as always, like to set things into exercises so that we can really test these self-care practices out properly. Um, So we split it into three exercises. The first one was when you're feeling low or stressed or annoyed, in that moment, look for five things you're grateful for to get you out of your current headspace. That was number one. Number two was write five things down at bedtime that made you smile throughout the day. And number three, to write a letter of gratitude to someone who has changed or moved your life in some way. Yes. How did you feel about going into this challenge? Um, I was quite excited about going into this challenge, mainly because it doesn't take up any extra time. I love a mental challenge um, and anything that can help me boost my mood. I'm, I'm always up for it. So I was quite excited. What about you? I was a bit annoyed going into this challenge. <laughs> I, didn't, because, I, didn't really wanna, I didn't really want to do it. <laughs> you didn't want to do it, actually, did you? you? No, I really didn't. And, I and in full you. disclosure, yeah, in full disclosure, you phoned me up and said, I don't think we should do this show. Yeah. I think it was because um, we did trial it for our pilot show. So we had already done not these exercises, but other gratitude exercises, obviously in a time when life was very different from how it is now. Um, we did it in January, didn't yeah. we? It was the beginning of the year. It was the first day of the year, actually, we started. Yeah. I was really, really resistant to doing this. I don't know why. Do you think it's because you've done it before and you felt like you ticked it off and you just didn't want to do it again? Yes, partly. 
Um, partly, I think, because half the time during this whole pandemic, I generally feel more grateful than I've ever felt in my life. And the other half of the time, I feel guilty for feeling grateful. I feel generally that I'm just coming from a place of massive privilege during all of this crisis. Um, I've got a big enough house for everyone in it to have space. We're not cooped up. We've got a garden. We live opposite woods. So we've got access to open space. Um, financially, I'm able to work remotely. My husband's working from home, so I'm not feeling the, the pinch of panic about finances. And most importantly, we're healthy. All our parents are healthy. I've got a lot to feel grateful for. And I think to pretend otherwise would would be ridiculous. Um, so I think I've got- I will... I will- add to that. And I I agree with you. Of course, we're coming from a place of total privilege at this time of the coronavirus when all our friends and family are healthy. We have a roof over our head and food on the table, of course. And I don't take that for granted in any way, shape or form. But there are still difficulties that go on through the day. And my difficulties might be different to other people's, but they're still there and they're still valid and they're still real. There's still the, you know, not being able to go out, the worry of, um, you know, are my parents going to be safe? Do they have enough food? Getting to the supermarket, just making sure that everything is functioning smoothly and correctly has been, it's been okay, but it's had its challenges. Yeah. So I, and, and that's me being very honest and no, my challenges are not the same as someone who's got a loved one in hospital and is immensely worried or doesn't know what they're going to do about their paycheck next month. They aren't my worries and I don't pretend for them to be, but it doesn't mean that this has been mentally plain sailing for me because it, it absolutely hasn't. No, but I think I had to accept before I started this week that I am enormously lucky to be in the Mm. situation that I'm in. But anyway, back to the week. You know my default position in life. I'm grumpy um, and cynical. So the whole concept didn't float my boat. Um, I didn't want to do it the first time. I balked at doing it again. Even though it was a positive experience, I balked again. Um, It's the word, Nicole. It's the word gratitude. It makes me cringe. I feel like I'm jumping on some schmaltzy Oprah bandwagon and I'm banging my tambourine of joy when the whole world is falling apart. But I'm a bit too scared of you to say no. And I love a bit of homework. (laughs) You're scared. I don't believe you're scared of me for one second. I like a bit of homework. I like a bit of structure. I like being told what to do. So, you know, I I, I trucked on. I trucked on. Um, Well well done. All in the name of the self-care club. Thanks, Laura. Um, The week began very well. Um, The weather was lovely. I've reached a place of, I'm, I'm calling it uh, Stockholm Syndrome. I know Stockholm Syndrome is when you fall in love with your captor when you're kidnapped, but I'm sort of <gasps> using it as a metaphorical, I've kind of fallen in love with my house and my house is my captor and it's my safe place. Um, so I've sort of gone into lockdown love and I was feeling quite happy. So this is my, <laughs> my, first, uh, my first audio. You can have a listen to how I was feeling. Okay. It's Thursday morning. It's sunny. It's gorgeous. I'm taking Barker, my spaniel, out for a walk. There's no one here. I'm in the woods behind my house. I've got to say, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for having this deserted, empty, gorgeous woodland that is a few steps from my front door. I'm grateful for the weather. I'm grateful to be getting out and moving my body. Who knew that would happen? 
I don't mind this lockdown. I mean, this morning, I would go as far as to say, I love lockdown. Does that make me a weirdo? I don't know. But the slower pace of life, the not having to rush anywhere, the just being able to be outside walking with no agenda is bloody lovely. Wow. Okay, I've got a million questions. I mean, can I just say, kumbaya, my lord. (laughs) Okay, so this is a far cry from Mrs. Grumpy, Mrs. Resistant, you know, I'm happy clappy with a tambourine. Literally. So come on, like there must have been the process before you, was that the first day that you started practicing it? You went into the woods and you thought, okay, well, I've got to do it because I'm scared of Nicole. So this is what I've got to do right now. I was like already feeling the guilt of kind of enjoying lockdown. So I thought I'd turn that into a gratitude exercise. And then the next day I did this two hour adventure walk with Josh, my seven-year-old. We had the most glorious time. We climbed and we balanced on like rocks and we walked and we went into a deserted field and we took a snack with us. It was complete utopia. We had nothing to be home for. We had no agenda. We just spending special time together. He had my undivided attention it was amazing. Would it have been that way? Would you have experienced it with that power if you weren't in that grateful mindset, do you think? I think I was obviously focused on looking for the gratitude, but it was very easy to feel it. And it was very genuine. And I was so up and happy But because I'm not the Dalai fucking Lama, this state of mind did not last. And from that point, I would say the week deteriorated quite rapidly. Uh, You may listen to my next audio and and, uh, you will hear it. I've woken up this morning and I'm fucking grumpy. Self-inflicted because I didn't go to bed till 2.30 in the morning because Pretty Woman was on last night and I stayed up to watch it. Big mistake, major, huge. Uh, My kitchen smells of fish because we had fish last night. Two of my children are still fast asleep. Uh, I'm already thinking about what I've got to make for lunch, then clearing up lunch, then what I'm going to make for dinner, then clearing up dinner. And it's pissing me off. I'm finding it really hard to find the gratitude in any of this today. So I am going to do my homework. I'm going to write down five things that I am grateful for now and I'm going to see if that lifts my mood. Well, did yeah, it? I, I did my homework. I I wrote the things down, uh, things that had made me smile that week. It, it did make me feel a bit better. Um, and then the next day, actually... Well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold what? on, hold on. Because, you know, but I just want to just go through this step by step, if you don't mind, because I think yes. it's really important. Like you were really grumpy. You were really pissed off that yeah. your kitchen is not a fish. I hate it when I come downstairs <laughs> and my kitchen is a fish. I know, but it's like, but even in that moment, I'm sitting there thinking, because I'm thinking with a grateful mind, like, well, we could be grateful that you can afford to have fish for dinner. You know, there's so, still so many things to be grateful for. Obviously, that's a very tiny example. But so you sat down, moody, yeah, pissed off, yeah. What what did you write down, and just what did you notice immediately happen to your frame of mind and to your mood? I literally made that recording, and after yeah. I made it, 
on my phone, sat with my notes on my phone and wrote down the five things. And I think one of them was actually, I I do feel grateful that I have food in my fridge and I was able to make the stinking fish for dinner (laughs) last night was one of the grateful things. I'm grateful that I won't, I now know I never will have to make the stinking fish again. (laughs) I can't remember what the other four things were, but I, I did sit down and write them and then I looked at them and I thought, okay, enough. This is my fault. I am a bit overtired and that's why I'm grumpy. Um, life's fine. Like snap out wow. of it. Um, it really did get you out of your bad it, mood. It, it, genuinely, it genuinely did. Um, and then the following day was, uh, oh, so much worse than that day. Uh, child number one, I can't even go into what he did, but it involved personal grooming in my bathroom. And I just I, I can't even speak of it. The same child number one decided to shave the head of child number two. So he now looks like um, a snooker ball. And child number three really needed a wee and just went into the downstairs toilet and just weed. Uh, not in a toilet, just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. All I can tell you is I lost my shit. This is why God gave me girls. I can't deal with we on the floor. Yeah, it it all went a bit feral on Friday. Um, (laughs) It really did. So did you use your gratitude then? Yes. I will tell you what I did. I did my gratitude letters there and then. Whilst before you cleaned up the piss or after? Obviously after I cleaned up the piss. (laughs) Okay. Because, you know, when you've spent five hours cleaning your house... What you want is for someone to just come and piss all over the floor because you've only spent five hours cleaning. So why not do another 15 minutes of disinfecting a downstairs toilet? I mean, the, the oldest one looked at me. He just looked at me and he went, wow, mum, you're livid. I was like, yeah, I am livid. All three of them. I was livid with all three of them. Well, but this is the reality, isn't it? But that's this is exactly going back to what I was saying before. Of course, we get to be grateful for the huge things that are in our lives, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with its own set of challenges and own set of moods and own set of, you know, emotional ups and downs. It does. Whether that piss on the floor or a snooker ball for a head, (laughs) you know, at at times you're going to be despairing of your family with your family because of your family. I mean, under normal circumstances, they would not have access to their father's beard trimmers and be shaving each other's heads bald. You know, we're not living in normal times, although I think there's going to be a lot of buzz cuts going around at the moment. I I feel that is coming in a lot of boys' houses. Because in your world, there's buzz cuts. And in my world, there's a lot of pink hair dye. Okay. I'd rather the dye, although the dye could get on the carpet and that's a whole nother issue. (laughs) Well, I did dye my nine-year-old's hair pink and I have to say it looks so cool. I'm grateful for that. Yes. But you know, I know what I'm doing. Anyway, we digress. Let's talk about the gratitude letter. Right. Now in, in our pilot episode, I will hold my hands up, Nicole. I was a little bit misjudgy McJudgy at the fact that you decided to write your gratitude letter on your phone and send a text. And I did my gratitude notes. Do you remember where I wrote mine in our pilot episode? You wrote them on a proper letter and delivered it to some, through someone's letterbox. I did, but my little notes that I did, I did. Oh yeah, you did it in your Smyson journal or whatever it was, and yeah. and yeah, yes. And I had the raging hump because you actually got a journal, a full-on journal, and I, yeah, it's just it's never going to be my thing. It's right. just not my way of doing stuff. Well, how the tables have turned because I did mm. everything on my phone, 
And I did not send a proper handwritten letter this time through a letterbox. I sent a note that I'd written on my phone and I emailed it. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. And who is it to? And come on, give us more information. Well, I decided to write two short text messages to start with. I wrote one to a friend um, who has just been so present during all of this and practically helpful with things that I've needed and just, she's just been brilliant. And I just wanted to say thank you to her. Um, So I did. And the other one is um, one of my best friends who is a consultant who's currently running a COVID ward and putting her life at risk every day. And she's also the mum to three kids under 10. And I just wanted to reach out to her and tell her that, you know, I love her and I'm thinking about her and I'm proud of her. And I sent them both texts and I got replies and the replies were, were, were lovely. Um, the first girl said, you know, it made me really teary. I really needed that today. I'm also feeling really grumpy. <laughs> um, and my friend who's the doctor said, I, it just, your note meant so much. I'm, I'm so grateful to be bestowed with gratitude. Um, oh, oh. She said... And- yeah, she said, you filled me up with love and confidence and courage, which is, How beautiful. So, it was actually quite beautiful. She said, your message is the perfect antidote. I love it. And I love you. And I miss you. So it was, you know, it took me seconds, but it was so worthwhile doing. Talk about putting a massive dose of love out into the world. It's very beautiful. Very beautiful. Uh, and the letter I wrote this time, actually. Oh, this wasn't your gratitude letter? No, this was just two short texts. I just wrote two short texts, both to these friends, just to tell them I was grateful for them and specifically what I was grateful for. Because yeah. what I learned in the pilot episode is that the beauty is in the specifics. I've got to be honest, I feel like you've cheated a bit. I feel a bit like, oh my God, she's she's outdone me here. Well, I, I don't know. It, it was such a little thing to do. And I was in such a shit mood. Um, <laughs> and it was either that or kill your three boys. Yeah. And then I decided to write my letter, my gratitude letter to my husband, who I have to say has really excelled himself since this whole thing started. He has been solid, present, helpful, helpful emotionally, helpful practically, He's carried on with his work, which is obviously also helpful. He hasn't kind of let this rock him. He's been brilliant. And I never say thank you to him ever. So I wrote it to him. I was honest. I said, you know, I'm doing a gratitude podcast. Or I've, I've got to write a letter and I'm writing it to you. And then I listed all the reasons why I was grateful to him. And because he's my husband, he decided to write me a letter back, which he didn't need to do, but he did. Um And he said, this whole exercise has been surprisingly therapeutic. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be grateful. So that was gorgeous. And have you noticed anything in in your interaction since the gratitude letter with each other? I think we're just, we are both genuinely feeling like 
we are forming a great team through this. And, and we say that to each other a lot, like we are, we are different and we balance each other out and we're a good team. But I really feel like our team building skills have come kind of to a rousing crescendo during this crisis. And we're each playing our parts and we're using our strengths and it's great. And he makes cocktails at six o'clock every night. What more do you want? Oh, my husband's done that as well. Well, it's probably about seven o'clock. I get a vodka tonic handed to me with a lot of ice and a slice of lemon. It's lovely. We have the lockdown lounge at 6pm every night. There's a, you know, cocktail of the day. And I I put that in the letter. I'm I'm grateful for the lockdown lounge. Lovely. Yeah. Amazing. So you had a good week in the end. I would say the week was up and then the week was down. But the gratitude certainly changed my mood towards the end of the week but anyway enough of my grateful week tell me about your week um my week was okay it was also very up and down but every week since covid has been very up and down and I'm definitely not alone in saying that Um, I was excited going into the week I will say it took more energy than I thought it would, the gratitude itself. Because we've um, done it before or because generally everything feels like more effort right now? Yeah, because I think everything feels like a bit more effort yeah. right now. And, and trying to keep my mood plateaued or my emotions stable, it, that's quite unlike me. I'm normally pretty calm generally. Um, so I have found that challenging because I have, I've been very, very up and down. Yeah. Um, Listen, it's a strange time. And actually, I feel like there is so much more to be grateful for, weirdly, now that we're going through this pandemic. Um, There's so much more to be thankful for. There's so many more people to be thankful for, you know, and having this gratitude exercise in my mind this week, anywhere I've been, which which is very limited, it's literally been a supermarket or for a walk. Um, I've just really thanked people a lot more than I ordinarily would. The people at the cash points, the woman who was spraying down all the trolleys once people had used them. You know, these people are on the front line and they're putting their lives at risk, not to mention the NHS. That's just another whole situation. I had a friend who was desperately, desperately sick and in ICU a couple of weeks ago. So he's fine now, but of course I'm immensely grateful to the NHS as we all are, um, and trying to show my gratitude as much as I can, but just having a chat with, with the woman at the cashier desk or the woman who again was wiping these trolleys down. I went up to her, I said, thank you. Thank you so much for doing that and making us safer. How did she respond? She was was quite taken aback and she was like, of course. And actually that costs nothing. It takes no extra time, but it was very heartfelt and it's just seeing somebody and acknowledging somebody. I, I've noticed that has been massive for me this week. Just the acknowledgement of, you know, my sister who's living with us at the moment, who's clearing up every night after dinner. I'm like, thank you. She's like, well, of course. I said, no, no, but thank you. I went for a walk the other day on my own and I came back and I was feeling a bit guilty because I thought the kids would be on their screens. And actually she was sitting in the garden with them playing a game. And I came out and I said, thank you. Now, I don't think if I wasn't practicing having our week of of gratitude. I don't think I would have done that. I don't think I would have thought to thank her. I would have thought, oh, this is lovely. I'm so pleased they're all sitting together and bonding. Mm. 
But actually to take that moment and say, thank you. And she said, oh, that's okay. I said, no, no, but really, thank you. It really means a lot to me that you're doing that for my kids. I remember when we did this for the pilot show and we both came to the conclusion at the end that it was self-perpetuating, that kind of the more you thanked, the more you showed gratitude, the more gratitude you got back. I mean, it really does cost nothing. No. Okay. So they, those were some of the upsides to my week. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I notice is that I'm, I'm quite irritable. <laughs> like you said, you were really grumpy. I have noticed I am. It's, it's the one thing I've noticed the most out of all of this is, is how irritated I get so quickly yeah. over things. I've got absolutely no patience for anything. Um, so the gratitude was an interesting practice to put in the middle of that irritation. Yeah. Have a listen, have a listen to this. Okay. I'm going to use the practice of stepping into gratitude when I'm feeling irritated, currently irritated because I'm making lunch and not one person has bothered to come down to ask if I need any help. Normally I would sit in the irritation. I would probably go to the lunch table irritated. No, now I'm going to, now I've got this new practice. So I'm going to step into, what am I grateful for? I'm actually grateful for a little bit of peace and quiet. I'm standing here in my kitchen. It's a sunny day. I have a garden that I can look out on and see the sunshine and actually everything is quiet and calm and peaceful. So rather than me tune into the irritation that my kids haven't offered to help, actually I'm going to see it that they've given me a gift of peace and quiet, which let's be honest, we don't often get at the moment. So I feel grateful to them for giving me some peace. So that was really interesting. Did you feel better once you'd said that and recorded that? So much better. And then I sat down at the lunch table feeling very calm and thankful that I'd had 20 minutes to myself where people weren't driving me mad. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And Just how quick, that. how quick it turns. And so, but, but how powerful that is because that was going to then dominate the whole lunch. Mm. Right. So if I was in a mood, it probably would have been a whole conversation of something along the lines of why don't you offer to help? It really upsets me. It's this, it's that. It would have been part of the lunch table, but actually it just, it didn't, it just didn't manifest in itself at all. I just felt fine. But did so, you want to write those? When you were feeling like that in that moment, did you want to think about those five things or were you just like, oh, I've got to do it because this is what we're doing this week. So I'm just going to pay it lip service and do it. It was a little bit of that. Yeah. Because naturally we want to sit in the negative. That's just yeah. how our brains work. That's how we're all wired. So it takes a lot of effort and awareness and consciousness to actually say, I'm going to choose something else, which is what I did in that moment. And once I did that, it was, it was great. I mean, there was a time during the week where, I don't know, I was having a go at my husband about something and he obviously knew that we were doing this gratitude week. He's like, why don't you go and just do a little voice note and talk about what you're grateful for? And I basically told him where to go. I know what my response would be. Yeah. and, And trust me, my response was exactly the same, but but he was right in a way, I mean, irritatingly so right, because had I have just taken that moment to put some consciousness into it and be grateful, then I probably wouldn't have been stood there having a go at him. Mm. So we're saying that actually, even if you don't want to do it and you are just doing it for the sake of, I am going to be grateful for five things right now, the effect it has is genuine. Absolutely massive. Yeah. And completely combats anything negative that you might be experiencing. 100%. I found the same. What about the rest of your week? So my gratitude letters. Yeah. Funnily enough, because last time when we did the gratitude pilot, 
Um, and maybe we'll release it at some point, which I'd like to, because it's a great show. Yeah, I did both gratitude letters on my phone, didn't I? Yeah. And I sent them as two long text messages and I sent them over and I had a great response this time you obviously inspired me you're rubbing off on me Lauren I did two handwritten letters (gasps) we totally switched places I know isn't that interesting that's so funny so one I put through my best friend's door yeah and the other one I posted so my best friend um who is I just adore her. And I, when we did the pilot last time and I was telling her about it, well, she listened to it and she was like, why didn't you write me one? And she has not stopped going on about it ever since, which I thought was really funny. So I thought, right, I'm going to give her one this time. And that was completely genuine. I actually, to be able to tune in for five seconds about what I'm thankful to for one of my closest, most wonderful friends was the easiest thing I've ever done. And the words just fell off the page. She called me once I'd dropped it in and she'd actually had a really difficult day. Um, One of her friend's parents had passed away. She felt very sad. She felt very scared. And she said that it was a complete and utter gift to just to be able to read what I love about her and why I love her and why I'm grateful to having her in my life. Um, And it came on a very poignant day. It was lovely. Um, it's a real gift. It is yeah, a, I know I keep is. using that word, but that is what it is. You know, even if I'm acknowledging the woman who's wiping down the supermarket trolleys or acknowledging my best friend, it is a gift to acknowledge somebody and put that kindness and gratitude into the world. The other, um, the other letter was to my coach mm-hmm. um, and my mentor who I trained. She trained me um, to become a coach. And I've got so much to be grateful to her for because she has very much pushed me and encouraged me and supported me to be the woman that I am today. I don't even know if I'd be doing this podcast if it wasn't for having her standing in my corner and allowing me to trust myself and to use, she's just been life-changing for me and I've never really acknowledged her. So I sent her the letter. She was incredibly moved, incredibly touched um, I got the most beautiful text message back from her and it, just lovely, just, just in its simplest form, it's just a beautiful energy to have created between me and her. And how did you feel when you received the text message? I was very touched. I was very, um, I felt very humbled and I smiled. It just, I just felt very lovingly towards her. It was beautiful, really beautiful, very pure and real humanity shared amongst two women. It's lovely. Yeah, it really was. Let's sum up our week, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, let's do our our list of questions. What what worked for you, Lauren? Um, Again, I found it's self-perpetuating. If you spin things into a grateful, positive light, you feel a bit jollier. A little happier, a little less grumpy. And that was what worked for me. The thing that worked for me was the pause. And I think that moment from when I was feeling aggravated to stop and be able to, you know, choose gratitude, consciously choose it, that was life-changing, life-changing. So that was something that really worked. And I don't think I would have been able to get into gratitude without having that moment before of, okay, I can choose something else now. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was lovely. What, what didn't, didn't work for you? I think what didn't work for me 
was that in in real terms, I know, and I knew before I did this, that I am so much luckier than many people. Um, And that made times when I wasn't feeling grateful also turn into moments of huge guilt. So I was feeling pissed off and on top of feeling pissed off, also guilty about feeling pissed off when I thought I have no right to be feeling pissed off when there are people who are experiencing this whole pandemic in a way that is making their lives impossible and awful. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really do hear that. And I do very much resonate with that. Um, the thing that really didn't work for me on a much lighter note was the journaling. Oh, bollocks to the journaling. I hate the journaling. Well, it doesn't like work it for me. Time. I hate, I hate it. I really resent it. Every single solitary bit of it. I hate it. Not for me. There's something in that, the fact that you resent it so much that kind of makes <laughs> me want to make you do it for like a month and see if. Oh yeah. Cause changes. you know what they you know, lean into the discomfort. Leaning into the discomfort. Yeah. What did you learn? Lauren? Um, I learned two things. One, do not give children access to your husband's beard trimmer. (laughs) And two, never underestimate what a message of love and thanks can mean to another person. You have no idea that it might be exactly and precisely what they needed at that moment. And it is so easy to give it. The only thing that you have to do is to be genuine. And I didn't realize my friend needed that text when I sent it. I did know that my best friend, who's the doctor, needs support and love all the time, but I didn't realize how much it would mean to her and how it would change her day to receive that. And it was nothing for me to do, but it was genuine. Yeah, beautiful. And you? Um, I learned, and I kind of, I knew this before, but I always have a choice. And and it's something that I will probably keep relearning for the rest of my life. I can always choose to feel something else. If I'm feeling miserable, if I'm feeling aggravated, I can always choose gratitude. I always have that at my fingertips mm-hmm. and it's something I can forget quite quickly. I think we can all forget quite quickly. Yeah. Um, what do you know about yourself that you didn't know before? How much being out in nature is so life-changingly helpful to my mood. And you? That I'm irritated a lot more than I realized. <laughs> oh, really? I'm, yeah, like I'm proper irritated a lot of the time. Hmm. Um, and that's why this is such an important practice for me. And will you continue to use it? Oh, yes. Y-E-S in neon flashing lights. And you? I would really like to say yes. Um I don't think I will go around writing down five things to smile about because it just seems like a lot of effort. But I do think that expressing gratitude to people and saying thank you is easy and free and do it. And it's Mm. not just the doing, it's that you do receive so much back just Mm. by saying thank you. And that whole life, you know, the self-perpetuating cycle is, is real. It's a genuine thing. Um, so I think I know the answer to this, but would you recommend it to your clients? Yeah. I mean, pregnant women have got a lot to moan about. Um, but they've also got a lot to be grateful for. They've also got a lot to be grateful for. So I think 
without being patronizing or dismissive of their issues because you know there is stuff comes up late and early in pregnancy that is not much fun but i would try and encourage them to find a few things that are going well for them or to be grateful for in in those times mm. and would you recommend it to your clients yeah absolutely i do recommend it to my clients it's an it's an exercise and a practice that that we use a lot so uh, yes what would you say, like, how can people apply it in a simple way that doesn't create more work? Hmm. I would say try and remember to just say thank you, even if that's the, the minimum that you can do. If an opportunity presents itself to just tell someone you're grateful for whatever it is or to say thank you, then just do it. And we I agree. Can say the same. I would, I would absolutely highlight it. I would also say that it's an incredibly simple practice. It's not always easy, but it is incredibly simple. And we as human beings can overcomplicate it, but just know it's just keeping that awareness that you can choose it every, whenever you want. That's it. Just choose it. Like, like just thinking to yourself, oh, I can say thank you here. Again, you can just choose, you could just choose gratitude. You've always got it available to you. Yeah. And so we have to ask ourselves the big question. Is gratitude coming into our club? 100%. In fact, I think it should be branded all over the club. I also say yes, 100%. Yes. And this journaling's not coming in. That can absolutely do one. I know you don't like the journal. <laughs> So that was the gratitude show. So what's coming up on next week's show, Lauren? Well, I think next week we're going to have a little COVID catch up. We're going to have a chat about all the things that seem to be a common denominator amongst women during these times. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about shopping. We're going to talk about how is your Ocado slot coming along? I got one. I got one. Muzzle tov. <laughs> Thank you. All other things that are, are common issues for all of us right now, because this whole situation is moving so quickly that one week we feel one thing and the next week we yeah. feel another. So I want to do a kind of snapshot of where we are coming into this extra three weeks of, of lockdown. Fabulous. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the self-care club. As always, stay safe, stay healthy and stay well. And we will look forward to speaking with you next week. Please subscribe and share our podcast with all your friends. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. It's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson. The 
Another Kind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Mother Kind. Mother Kind.